Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmar, Cody Del Mendo after a long night game at Wrigley Field. Woof, woof, woof. Started with an hour rain delay. Then we got a beautiful sunset at the ballpark. We got a Bellinger homer. And then not much after that. Not just yeah. not much. You know, That's this some is, opportunities, but... Right? It's one where you feel like you could have yeah. won the game. Definitely a winnable game for the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, even the eighth inning, uh, even though Wisdom hit into the double play, uh, you had uh, Madrigal coming up, uh, who pinch hit for Hosmer earlier in the game. And I tweeted, it, this is a great spot for him. We've talked about it before. You have Madrigal. Uh, when you got a guy like you got a guy on third base with two outs, a guy like Madrigal, someone you want up there. Yeah. What do you do? It's a 95-mile-an-hour uh, ball out to right. Uh, at like a 390 expected batting average. Just went into a glove. Just uh, That's just how it happens sometimes. That's baseball. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. <clears throat> Win streak snapped. It sucks. Uh, I'm not giving anyone any excuses, uh, but – like, that's kind of how it went. Like, even uh, Wisdom earlier in the game hits a hard ground ball right to short with the bases jack oh, with two outs. One, yeah. Um, again, with two outs, so they get an out. So, you know, they hit some hard balls tonight. Just unfortunately, they're right at people. Uh, just sucks uh, considering all things considered, you felt really good what you got from Assad and – in the middle innings, I yeah. felt like once the Cubs tied the game, I was like, okay, well, Grove came out of the game, and now they're going to have to use their bullpen. Which has been bad this season. Yeah, and the this, this Cubs couldn't get anything going. So, uh, yeah, it sucks. Especially uh, on a night that the wind's blowing out. Yeah, wind was blowing out. Um, make sure you hit the like button for us. Make sure you sign up for the CHGO Sports YouTube page. It's the best way to hang out with us during the shows. We appreciate the chat, everybody that's there. A lot of the regulars in the chat, despite the rough afternoon. And, you know, of course, we are, don't forget, Verified Blue right here. At least we're verified, guys. For free. We are verified. At least we're verified. Uh, so you got that going for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, Whatever please give us the likes laugh. and the reviews and, and, and all the nice things. Yeah, hit that like it. button. We're at nine likes right now with 48 people watching. So I know it just started. So We know where this chat's going tonight. That's okay. You know, it's I been think, a lot of positivity. It's been I think 10 we out do of 13. Of now it's 10 out of 14. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of nice things to say. And I, when Fulmer came in, I said, I don't know. Yeah. But they listen, they didn't really have a whole lot to go to. They didn't have a choice. Because this was a bullpen <laughs> game. Like, if yeah. you're just tuning in and you missed the game and all of those things, for those that were just joining, Jamison Tyone, 15-day injured list, sore groin, they brought up Assad from Iowa to make the start at the last second. Mm-hmm. And you knew he hadn't been fully stretched out to be a starter since he was bullpen for Team Mexico and also in Cactus League. And he just, he, you know, he was only going to go a couple innings no matter what. So you knew that the bullpen was going to have to go. Keegan Thompson threw a couple innings yesterday. So you likely knew he wasn't going to be in there. And when Alzali only went one inning whether that was the right move or not, that made it even more difficult later in the game, right? So, yeah. Cost Cody who you got as well. It but, did. But you, you, <laughs> saw, you saw what happened here at the end, and I, I knew it would go to a lot of 
Fulmer's not a closer. Fulmer's not a closer. Now, Michael Collado, the godfather who I haven't <laughs> seen in the chat yet tonight, but it is late, so it might sleeping. be past his bedtime. <laughs> He's been telling us since the beginning of spring training they don't have a closer. They don't have a closer. And we've said, eh, it'll work itself out. They're going to try a bunch of different guys, and they'll blow some games, but it'll be all right. Now, tonight, I would say Brandon Hughes looked like a closer. Yeah, now, he, he looked, was hurt to start the season. good, yeah. But maybe he does work his way there. Yeah. Former was the first guy to get the shot, and this this wasn't his best outing. No. And they used Boxberger the inning before. Uh, someone, I think someone might have said in the chat. He's been good. He's been pretty solid, but he's also a one-inning guy, so, like, don't get, like, I, you can't expect him to go out there for two innings when he's always been a one-inning guy. Considering where the, where... <clears throat> what guys threw who else you weren't going to throw lighter out there whenever you used Hughes when you use Hughes and we've talked about lighter being a reverse splits guy he's going to face lefties obviously the Dodgers have a lot of lefties so David Ross was going to do everything he could to not use lighter tonight he probably lead him tomorrow yeah he probably would have eventually came in the game if they went to extra innings um but he was trying to do everything he could to keep him from coming out there should he have taken Fulmer out earlier perhaps he also should have thrown a freaking strike to to Jason Hayward. I mean, I, I've i sort of been defending Fulmer. Like, I, I don't think he's the long-term closer or, or, or whatever you want to call it because David Ross is never going to name a guy a closer. Um, I do think he's good in a, you know, a, a setup, uh, high-leverage innings. But in, tonight, the game was tied. It, he wasn't closing the game out. But I will say... Whenever he needed to make the big pitch, he just couldn't do it. Walking Jason Hayward basically lost the game. I know Altman hit the homer, but when you walk Jason Hayward, when... If you want somebody to beat you, you'd rather have it be Hayward than the guy that already has a home run. Right, exactly. As soon as Altman hit it out, I was like, I I, I said to you, I'm not surprised this is happening. So, that's to me, that's the loss, um, or that's how they lost the game is walking Jason Hayward. Uh, But... Yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I will still defend the bullpen. The bullpen is, was great tonight. Assad gave up the two homers, and then the bullpen didn't give up anything until Fulmer came in. Uh, I can't. I mean, the the situation that was given to us coming into this game, it is what it is. I mean, I what else are you going to tell David Ross to do with lighter? And you can't throw Thompson unless you absolutely have to. Then all they had left was their starters. You're not going to do that in April. Like I, I don't know what else. Is, the biggest thing to me is not taking advantage of some of those early opportunities to yeah. score. And, you know, I'm sure Ryan might get an answer on whether on why they took Alzali out earlier. But either way, Alzali not going that second inning, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily decide if they won or lost this game. So Right. He had a couple hard hit balls and maybe Yeah. Him only pitching Bellinger one saved inning him. didn't help your mm-hmm. pitching choices later in the game. And I, right. I've seen uh People supporters saying that, you know, he blames at least four losses on Ross and a couple on Fulmer. Yeah. Um, the offense had, their op- offense had their opportunities in this game, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to disagree that there were some missed opportunities there as well. But uh, Fernando, the super chat, vibes weren't there today. The injury and then the delay after flying in. Guys need some rest. Friday vibes will be here soon enough. <laughs> See, the positivity is almost already back. Fernando. But I knew we would have. I knew that we would have some Fulmer unhappiness and Ross unhappiness after this game, which 
you're going to have manager unhappiness after most losses because that's the easiest guy to blame. <laughs> yeah. But this is what four um, in a row. It's, We're not going to give tough manager credit for any of those. It's a tough loss. They yeah. they've been playing really good baseball, and you like to keep that going mm. because tomorrow's matchup's not an easy one. Yeah. Um, and you know you've got four against the Dodgers, then the Padres come to town. So this is going to be a very difficult homestand. Um, Joey Glickman with a super chat. Does it have anything in it? It just says his name. It just says from Joey Joey for the Joey, add your comment. I'll put it on the screen. (laughs) $1.99 from Joey. Thank you. Shout out to Joey. We appreciate that. You you want to talk about the offense? Okay. Horner had the big RBI hit to tie the game, right? Um, Swanson, couple walks. He did have a hit. Dansby Swanson has five walks in two, in days. two games. Yeah, uh, but Hap zero for four tonight. He was in some big spots. He left four on base tonight, and then Wisdom left five on base. Uh, and then, as someone who has defended the catchers on this team, uh, Tucker Barnhart uh, after before Horner drove in the run, Barnhart struck out when he had second and third with no outs. And so you're thinking if Barnhart, Barnhart is able to put the ball in play at the very least, hopefully. Yeah, which the Cubs have been pretty good at this Which year. they've been very good at this year, but in this particular situation, he not. he did not. That strikeout uh, led to, you know, Horner got the hit, but they are, were only able to tie the game. And I'm not mad about David Ross sending Trey Mancini on that uh, from second on, on the hit. Like he was out at home in the – Oh, play. waving him home yeah. there. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. He was, he was, this, like, it was, it was a close play. And uh, we've talked about before the Cubs, sometimes they need to push, push, push the needle uh, because they don't, you know. Will Harris waved him in. I will say it was, it was a short throw, but it was also per, a perfect throw that got him. Yeah, yeah. And I almost felt like when he slid it home, if he had gone feet first, his foot might have gotten in there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, again, it, it's just it was it was a very close play. It just didn't work out in the Cubs' I mean, favor. But you have you have to give the Dodgers player credit for two home runs mm-hmm. and throwing out a guy at the plate. I mean, yeah. you want a who you got winner. He's he's very good. <laughs> I was surprised he didn't. Do Altman more is against, the guy. I was surprised he didn't do more against the Cubs in the, in the first series. But uh, to me, overall, the reason this loss sucks is because now they got to face uh, Urias again tomorrow. And, you know, they came away with a win against him in L.A., mm-hmm. and I just think that it's not going to go that – like, I don't think he's going to be – I don't think they're going to be able to get to him like they did uh, the first time, two times in a row. It's going to be very tough to win tomorrow. And you're going to ask Drew Smiley to go out there and, you know, eat you some innings and hopefully give you a quality start at the same time. Uh, it's asking a lot. Um, but – you know this team is eleven and seven. They've you know they've shown that they've answered adversity before. So hopefully they prove me wrong. But they're going to be huge underdogs tomorrow. I feel. Uh, but yeah, to me, to, most of this loss is on the offense tonight. Fulmer, yeah, wasn't great. Is there concern a little bit just because? Yeah, outside of two appearances, he hasn't been very good. Three appearances, I mean. Uh, but and he's 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 been the one to give up runs in big spots. So. Speaking of which, Joey Glickman's super chat was, at what point do you stop using Fulmer in high leverage spots? Love the show, guys. Thanks. I mean, he's had he's had a couple of good games. He's also blown a couple. So he didn't have it tonight. I feel like if they it. if they had more arms and this wasn't a bullpen game, they would have taken him out after he loaded the bases. Yeah. And and somebody else would have come in. And I the opportunity was still there, I guess. Merriweather still could have come in and tried to get that out. 
But then I guarantee you if Merriweather would have been the one to give up those runs, then everyone would be yelling about David Ross's decisions Ooh. on that because he hasn't earned high leverage spots. So, you also you also are in a tie game. Like yeah. that is the point where you have to save the game. Mm-hmm. But what, ha- what happened? David Ross goes, clearly had more faith. What happened if it faith. goes to extra innings? You don't have any pitchers left. Right. I, clearly David Ross had more faith but, in Fulmer than he did Merriweather. And I will right now, let's be real. Neither one of them are giving any Cubs fan a lot of faith. No, I will admit so. that when he came in, I looked at you and just kind of went. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. Uh, another was, super chat, by I the was way. Rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, not that I wasn't. I, I was, but I just I had a bad feeling about it. Unfortunate game today. We got three more. Belly looking good. Just got to bring those stranded runs in. Yep. I love the clock hoodie, by the way. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Cody for the shout out to obvious, uh, shirts. obvious shirts. Yes. Robbie says Mancini didn't hustle. What was Willie Harris doing was another one. Fulmer <laughs> stinks. Still can't believe how much of a cookie that pitch from Fulmer was. Yeah. I mean. He was a 3-2 count. And he had to throw a strike. But That's, he, did, but but that, he didn't to Hayward. Would yeah. it, let me ask you this. Would it have hurt you more if, it, if he threw that right down the middle and Hayward hit a three-run homer? It was, probably would have hurt me more, yeah. I think there would have been even more fire in the chat about it if Hayward would have been the one to hit the <laughs> three-run homer. Yeah. They did do a nice um, video tribute to Jason Hayward. Uh, where everybody knows is a great guy and, and mm-hmm. nice, does great things, still lives, lives in our city, uh, very gracious in his exit yeah. from the north side. Um, that said, I didn't want to see him knock a three-run homer out. Yeah. Didn't need to see him walk and score on a grand slam either, though. So, no. Well, it would have been a three-run shot. Oh, yeah, I'm saying yeah. I didn't need to see him hit a three-run shot, and I didn't need to see him walk and score on a grand slam. Oh, okay. Either, yeah. either way, it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says that would have ruined his week. Mm-hmm. I think people would have been more upset if Hayward was the one that hit it, and it was only a three-run homer. Yeah. So, as everyone, there's obviously good comments about Brandon Hughes. Maybe, maybe this is the game where – you know, Ross starts considering using Brandon Hughes in, in, in those situations. Again, it's still April, so he's still trying to figure out that bullpen a little bit. Obviously, he's going to give Fulmer some run because he's a veteran and he's proven to be very good in high-leverage high spots throughout his career, and that's why he's doing it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ugh, the ninth inning just hasn't been good for him outside of the six-out save. I think it was the second week of the year against the Mar- – I think it was in the Mariner series. It was a Saturday game. That was probably the best inning he threw, or the best outing he's had, was the six-out save uh, against the Mariners. And other than that, man, it's it's been it's been a roller coaster. So, yeah, people Dude. in the chat asking about Cody Hoyer, Kyle Hendricks, you know, with with Tyone. That was kind of the trickle down we were talking about a little bit in the pregame. Like, how will this? We know that pitching, starting pitching specifically, has been the strength of the Cubs team, and we knew it would be this season. Pitching and defense on paper looked like the strength of this team. Now, Tyone had not been great, but you are taking out your number three starter, and there is some sort of trickle-down effect for that. So now you need guys that have been a little bit up and down, Mm -hmm. Smiley and Wesneski, to really pick it up, and then you wonder, okay, who's who's the other guy going to be? If they have to call somebody up for a start, I mean, Assad got it, because he was available, yeah, but obviously he's not stretched out to be a starter. So if Tyone is out for a bit of time, 
I they think it's going to be minimal. So I, I he'll be back in fifteen days or whatever. Am I? I, I hopefully, 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 right? I, I believe that that's going to happen. I but, do. I do remember hearing JD say during the broadcast, like that's a groin strain for a pitcher. You can't. It's not one you can tough it out. Yeah, you, you're not going to be able to. Taylor McGregor, she toughed one out tonight on the show, mm-hmm. on the broadcast. She definitely did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, oh, so we haven't mentioned this at all, and I don't know if it would have made a difference. But we're talking about how you mentioned how Tyone going to the IL it was a trickle down effect because then it became a bullpen game. Well. Right. Assad had only pitched two innings in Iowa. Right. But Adrian Sampson was on the injured list. And I'm thinking now now that we've seen everything play out, they probably would have called up Sampson to sure. pretend, yes. potentially start this game. And probably, you know, if he would have at least had been able to give you more than 65 pitchers or whatever, you know what I mean? So that so sucks. Who, so who do you want? If you're in the chat or Cody or. Anybody, who do you if they need to if they need to give a start to somebody here coming up, who do you give it to? Uh, do you just continue to do this? Do you, do you tell Keegan Thompson, Keegan, we need you to go three. We need to take one day, and instead of having this great second guy in, yeah. Do you piggyback Alzali and Thompson? Do you? Do you let Assad and somebody piggyback? That was the plan tonight, but then you know, at least we thought that was the plan with Alzali. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they give Caleb, uh, Caleb Killian a, a shot. Because um, they're going to, what, in five days. And uh, I'm trying, I'm looking, I'm looking him up right now just to see. I know he pitched within the last few days. Marcus says Wicks. Um, but, you know. It's funny because we went into the season, and, and I still believe it, the Cubs have pitching depth. But it was almost like, what do we do? We have this is an absurd amount of depth. Yeah, and because Hendricks isn't back yet, mm-hmm. and and we are expecting that when Hendricks came back, we're like, oh, this is going to start to create some really uncomfortable decisions. What are you going to do here? And Joe Madden used to always say, baseball has a way of working itself out. Yeah, and now we're in a situation where we're going, who's going to start in five days? Right. So, like I said, I. Caleb Killian's made a few starts. He was really bad his first start of the year, uh, but he was much better his sec- this last time out. And, again, I'm trying to find out when he last pitched. And, oh, he it says his next scheduled start is to – or no, never mind. That's just Iowa Cubs' next start. Uh, Somebody says they want Ben Brown. I know he's been bringing it. He's in double A. I mean, yeah. I don't think that – I don't. I don't think that's what they're gonna. I do. I don't think they're going there. They're gonna go. Year, they're not gonna go to Double A to bring up a guy to start. I'm. I think Caleb Killian actually could be an option. He's only made like maybe two or three starts, um, in Iowa, and I, like I said, the first one, it just was not. Good, I think. I think the bullpen thing, like the piggyback bullpen thing, sort of depends on what happens the next few days. Yeah. How much do you have to use your bullpen? How much can you save those guys? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know that answer yet. <laughs> we just don't. Yeah. What if Smiley can't? If Smiley can't get you some innings tomorrow, then you start to see it stack up on you a little bit. Yeah, and he is—he has started three games in Iowa this year, 
and, o- and only gone 11 and a third innings in them, giving up nine runs. Um, the ERA is 7.15. Again, it's just, like it's such a small sample that, you know, but a, l- a lot of that ERA has a lot to do with that very first start where yeah. he gave up seven runs. He was much better in his last start. He didn't give up any runs in his last start, but he only went four innings. So I I think that he might be an option because Hendricks won't be available and – you know, maybe maybe they try and get Assad stretched out in time to be able to make that start. I don't know. That's that's a good question. We'll see. In, again, we'll see in five days. But I, think, I, I would be shocked if it's anyone in double A. I would be shocked. So that's one question. The other one is, Joey's got it on our uh, uh, poll going, who should be the Cubs' closer? <laughs> like, I, I mean, the chat the chat is ready to say absolutely no more Fulmer, which is not surprising. I, I knew that was going to be a heavy topic in the chat tonight um i would say right now he's 58 say hughes hughes just got here 16 he was keep in mind you can only put you can only put four in the poll so you can really only put three because you have to put other so hughes lighter jr at 16 Boxberger at 16, other at 9. Probably a little bit of, like, we haven't really seen that much from Hughes. He did a lot last year, so yeah, there's optimism there. But I wouldn't Hughes, be surprised if Boxberger is the guy. I, unless unless Hughes, they feel like Hughes is totally healthy and the Hughes guy. Hughes closed some games yeah, at yeah. the end of last year. I don't mind seeing them give him some, some opportunity there. I like Boxberger more in the 8th inning or 7th or 8th inning. Same thing with Fulmer. Lighter, like we keep saying, He's really it, the 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 reverse splits. They they're going to mainly use him against lefties. And again, I think we can all sit here and say that we're pleasantly surprised by what we're seeing from him. And my thinking with him is, if it ain't broke, don't try to change anything. <laughs> Let it like keep him in that role because there were times they would put him in the ninth inning last year and he would blow games too. So I think you leave him in that role and. Put, you got to put a guy there that at least has some closing experience. And that's why they went with Fulmer to start the year, because he does have closing experience. Uh, Brandon Hughes closed some games out for the Cubs at the end of last year. He's not going to be able to close tomorrow because he just pitched two innings. But, I, you know, here in a few days, maybe if, if he's available and there's a ninth <laughs> inning and he hasn't pitched, I'd like, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset to see that, that chance. Cornerstone 23. Maybe Alzali as well. Well, I, I, you know, I, before we got to even – training camp I said I'd like to see Alzali get a chance as the closer because I think a lot of guys are going to get a shot at closer if they need somebody to be stretched out a little bit more though and they don't have somebody that they really want to go to down the farm just right now he's obviously a candidate for piggyback start um let's see what Boxberger says Boxberger is the easy choice it's cornerstone 23 Hughes has to be used strategically and they and when they okay. brought him in tonight, he faced mainly lefties, mm-hmm. and th- and that's the thing. That, same thing with Lighter. They they love to use him whenever lefties are coming right. up. So, so if you have a ninth inning coming up mm-hmm. where you have a bunch of lefties, that's where you see those guys get an opportunity right. to close it out. Long term, I really love Jeremiah Estrada and Cam Sanders. I don't know if either yeah, one of them right. can be a closer, but they have a lot of swing and miss stuff. At least that's what they've shown the minors. And if you look at who's on the current roster right now, Alzali probably has the most swing and miss stuff outside of Keegan Thompson. So, and I know they want to use one of those two in a in a multi inning relief role. So, you know, it's it's to me it 
on this current roster, again, you know, Alzali or Hughes or even Thompson. But if you do, if you do Alzali or Thompson, that removes one of them from that multi-inning relief uh, weapon that we've sat here and talked about for a long time. So I, I do think there's a little bit of risk in that, but whenever you're trying to figure out or when you're trying to, you know, not blow games late, you know, some things kind of outweigh the other. So yeah. not, th- I mean, it was a tie game in the ninth inning. The, the Cubs didn't technically blow it tonight, but you get what I'm saying. Like you can't give up, you can't blow a tie game in the ninth inning. This it, was like that. It this was. was a winnable game, period. Yeah. And, yeah, they, and should, they didn't get this one. They didn't get this one. It happens. Uh, Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear, get tons of compliments on and off the golf course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. Keep those drinks nice and cold the entire round. Uh, check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO. Again, the code CHGO, 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com with the code CHGO. You got a sweet hoodie from them. I did. I wore it on the show the other day. Very it's nice. Real uh, kind of has that dry fit feeling to yeah. it. Very real, breathable. Yeah, yeah. Wicks away the sweat mm-hmm. in the summertime. Yeah, I ordered some stuff uh this past weekend, got a hat coming and a Hawaiian shirt coming in from them. Oh yeah, I'm excited. All right, I Ryan. saw. I saw. Hey, I got uh, my handful of Hawaiians too. I you're got, right. You're I right. Got vibes. Yeah. We're all entitled to wear it. Yeah, it's 2023. That's like the thing. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> we need to get Luke. One. I saw Kevin Kaduk with the uh, pins and aces hat today. Oh, did pretty you? Pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. It was like a royal cubby blue. The blue one. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that in his office. Looks nice. They have great polos. It's, it's right, just great. I believe like, it's right there in like his great, desk. Uh, great. Uh, golf apparel. It's great stuff. But you can also just wear it. We actually broke out the beer sleeve on the Bulls show the other night. Really? With Pack. Looks pretty cool. You know, they fit real nice in there. It's a nice nice product. No doubt. Let's say seven beers on a round of golf is a nice amount. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you gotta be be playing 18. I don't need a 12 sleeve. No. I don't need to take two of those. I don't need one over each shoulder. I don't need to you know, have someone carry me home after I golf. <laughs> Seven would be a lot. For me personally, I I would be able to share that with multiple people. But I'm a lightweight. Um, CHGO crew, P. Will supporter, what are you saying, Edis? He's saying that if Madrigal isn't in the lineup tomorrow, he'll be angry. <laughs> Especially if they lose. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, Fubo TV is a place you could have watched the game tonight. Or tomorrow or any night because it's marquee streaming live. 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away, immediately with a seven-day free trial. You heard me. Seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch your local teams while traveling. Or today, when the game was delayed by weather, you could have just walked around the house or gone to the store, wherever you want. Take it with. Make sure the game hasn't started. You haven't missed out on anything because you got Fubo TV right in your hand, on your iPad, on your iPhone, whatever it might be. 
Uh, NFL Draft coming up here on ESPN and NFL Network. You could NFL Draft's another good thing for Fubo TV because again, it lets you it lets you be mobile with it. So after the Bears make a pick, maybe you don't want to sit and watch the entire thing. But if you keep it with, you can keep an easy track of what's going on and even listening to it if you want and watching it occasionally. Maybe you're stuck in a waiting room somewhere waiting for an oil change. Mm. There it is, Fubo TV. At your phone. Yep, NHL draft coming up on ESPN. We got the playoffs going on for the NHL and NBA right now. Uh, And, of course, the Cubs on marquee. So watch the Cubs on marquee with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I've got it on my phone. I could tell you the streams are clean. Like there's, Remember the old days of worrying about something like that where it was like buffering? This is smooth. It's like it's regular TV just on your phone. Yeah. No cable. Hell yeah. No hassle. I But you could also watch on your TV or on your computer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's I just want to clarify that. I oh have, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. I love it for the for the mobile part of it, but if you want to just watch if you want to cancel your cable, yeah. recommended I have, and just stream. I have a recommended. Roku, I have a Roku TV to, at home. I got Fubo. Yeah. Just had to download the app, make an account. There you go. Boom. Let's, it lets you literally just pick. I want this, this, this. It's 100% a la carte. Pick what you want. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> so I think there was a comment up there that's from Matt Farrington, I think it uh, is was oh, his I name. Saw, I saw he one said that lower. He said he needed ice cream after this loss. <laughs> I was I like. I said it picked a bad day. Uh, I mean. Give up ice cream. All I'm saying is, man, when we, last year, like if you're an OG and was tuning into the post games last year. Man, I <laughs> we uh we would get ice cream just because it'd be a blowout in the fourth or fifth inning. <laughs> we'd just go get ice cream and then come back and be ready for post game. <laughs> at least at least this game was competitive for nine innings. So, but yeah, it was a heartbreaker. I feel you, Matt. I feel you. Hopefully, we bounce back tomorrow, and we're gonna need it from Drew Smiley. So, it's a lot of anger. CHO Sports responding here. Just more regularly okay, on Joey. the Bulls show. People are asking for more Joey. See, that, especially after a loss. It's not as much after big wins, but after a loss, people, a lot of people are asking for more Joey. Everyone loves Joey. I don't know about that. A lot but, of people uh, asking for more um, Joey. Just asking. We're hoping that Ryan Herrera will be able to join us uh, from beautiful, historic Wrigley Field um, before <laughs> the end of the night, but we are getting late here. Do want to mention the A's are uh, moving to Vegas. Not surprising after the 15 fans that attended the Cubs A's series for three days. So one might say that the Cubs um, ran them out of Oakland. Ran them out of Oakland. Yeah. The Cubs ran them out of Oakland and all the way to Vegas. Uh, Max Scherzer suspended for 10 games. Sticky because of stuff. the sticky stuff. It's another uh, dirty Mizzou player. Yeah. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I watched that highlight, and like based off what he said after the game, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on his side to be honest with you. You think it might be legit? Like, I just don't think that umpire knows what he's fucking doing, man. That's that's basically how I feel about it. But Craig just got ice cream. Greg got ice cream. Happy holidays to Ravi as well. Ravi, happy oh yeah, happy happy four twenty, man. Speaking of which, Cody Bellinger (laughs) hits the ball four hundred and twenty feet. On 420 with plus 420 odds. for hitting odds for hitting a home run. That's. How do you explain that? Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. 
Um, Garrett wants Jeremiah Estrada to be called up. Same. I, Mervis went yard again. Yes, he did. I, was, I wanted to bring up Mervis here in the second segment. He hit Let's one do it. 410 feet in Iowa tonight. And I'm glad that Ryan Herrera isn't here right now. That way I can say this. Go because ahead. he's gonna he keeps defending Eric Hosmer and freaking Trey Mancini. Now, I will say that Eric Hosmer worked a really nice walk tonight. He was down 0-2 in the count, and he worked it to 3-2, got a walk, and it led to the Cubs scoring that inning, and I'll give him credit for that. And Trey Mancini hit a double into the left field wall, and that led them to tying the game. Uh, but... Matt Mervis, your best first base prospect in Iowa, just continues to hit, man. And you can, and Ryan, you can tell me all you want that plate appearances. You can tell me all everything. You can. You, I don't. I don't care, dude. I don't care. Just not getting enough production out of first base. I understand that it is only April twentieth, but man, like. T- tonight is one of those games. You talk, talk about how they, they're not taking advantage of opportunities. Uh-huh. I guarantee you the Dodgers are a lot more afraid of the Cubs lineup if Matt Mervis is in there instead of Eric Hosmer and, or Trey Mancini or just both of them being in the lineup in general. Even though, even though those two started a rally that led the Cubs to tying the game tonight, I guarantee you they'd be more afraid of Matt Mervis, just the presence of Matt Mervis in that lineup than those two because they don't know how to beat Matt Mervis. No one knows how to beat Matt Mervis right now. Everyone knows how to beat Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini right now. That's why they're struggling, and they have to adjust, and they have to figure it out, right? To me, like, that's kind of my thing is what, like, I don't, there's nothing else you got to see from Matt Mervis in, in Iowa to me. I don't care if, like, it's, like, the pitching isn't as good as it is majorly at, at the major league level. Okay, fine. Let's see what he can do. That's that's just where I'm at. Omar and I said I said May first, but still, like, again, this is one of those games that they lost, and you're like, ah, man, you had these guys in Iowa who have been raking, and will this loom large when we look back at the end of the season? I sure as hell hope not. But if it does, we'll be remembering some of these games in April. I'm I'm just being honest. Now that said, the Cubs run differential third in the National League coming into this game, and. Their average runs per game, number one in the National League. Fair. Now, some some of the runs we know have come from big games. Yeah. Right? Like, they've had – and I thought J.D. made a great point going into the game. He said, you know, last year they had some big games with runs, and then they'd have nothing. When you know you have a really good, consistent offense is when you can go down the line and say five, five runs, five runs, five – you just go down the box scores for the week and you say five, six, five, five. When you're averaging like five, six runs, that's when you know it's a more consistent offense. But so far, the offense hasn't been the problem. I saw somebody complaining about Ian Happ, but he's been, no, he's been good. I think he's, he's it, been it, real it's, good. It's Craig. Craig says Ian Happ is no doubt an everyday player. I know it's 420, but y'all are too high. We didn't say anything bad about no, Ian Happ. Someone no, in the somebody in the chat, uh, oh, someone someone in the in the chat, chat says, oh, yeah, on, Ian Happ, not an everyday player. He was an all-star player. last year. slander for Ian Happ. He, had, he went 0 for 4 tonight, left 4 on, yeah, but like, he's, 0 for 4 is He's allowed one bad game, man. Come he was on. an all-star and a gold uh, lover. P. Will asking me in the chat, on a team that needs power. Dansby concerns. He's Dan, very concerned. Dansby doesn't have a homer yet. Does it concern you? Um, no, here's, here's why. Do you think, by the way, do you think there's podcast listeners that are like 
Patrick Williams is regularly commenting on this guy's show. <laughs> P. Will, yeah. just, just, commenting. He wants just call him P. Will. P. Will now. P. Will wants a new deal with the Bulls. He wants more money. Mm-hmm. And, he, and also, he wants Swanson home runs. He also mm-hmm. wants Swanson hit more home runs. <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. It doesn't super concern me because I do think he's going to hit less homers than he did last year. Yeah. Last year might be his career high for home runs. That wouldn't shock me. But if he brings all the other things... Still has an OPS over 800. Yeah, if he it brings you all the other things, I mean, five walked five five times walks and five walks in two games, throwing a base hit here, a base hit there, and some generally great fielding. He's had a couple errors, but yeah. um, he's been everything we wanted really so far for me. Yeah. Dansby Swanson. He doesn't have home runs, and I understand what the why the question because we've said this team lacks offense, offensive firepower, right? But when Patrick Wisdom has eight and Saya hasn't been up all season, that's another guy that's going to have some power before the season plays out. Uh, and Hap's going to hit his share of home runs. I don't know if they're going to have enough home runs, but Dansby Swanson I don't think is going to be the problem. Like If, if Dansby Swanson hits 18 this year, is, am I going to be like, no, nah, he wasn't worth it? Yeah. Nah, that won't that if if he doesn't hit 25 home runs this year, that won't be the reason the Cubs don't make the playoffs. If he doesn't hit there be met, there'd be several other things it would be. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't hit 25 home runs, you're hoping that he's at least bring you offensive production from another like in some other facet like is he leading is he one of the top tops in the league in, in doubles or yeah. you know, is he obviously still one of your best defensive shortstops. Is he getting on base a lot? Because he's the number two yeah, hitter yeah. in your order And P. Will points out he's not complaining. I didn't think he was complaining. You were asking yeah. a legit question. He doesn't have a home run yet. When does it become concerning? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he goes, you know, two months without a home run, then I'm starting to be concerned that yeah. he doesn't have a home run. But right. at yeah. the moment, I'm not concerned. Yeah. So, I, all, I, I saw still someone April. In, I saw someone in the chat, and it goes back to what you said, though, regarding the Cubs' offense and the, how many runs they average per game and this and that. Uh, someone said in the chat, you know, if seven guys in the lineup are doing well. You can afford to have one that's not doing well. Um, I, I get that. I, I, I absolutely do get that. But I think I would probably think differently if the Cubs' schedule just wasn't so tough to start the year. I mean, you got three more with the Dodgers, and you got a series with San Diego coming up. And I've just lived through too, too many seasons that have started off very well and then have fallen apart mm-hmm. late in the year because of, you know, what, all kinds of different, different scenarios. I'm, to me, you got to get off to the best start that you can, in, in my opinion. And, they, and they've gotten off to a start that's better than I expected. As, as the optimistic one on this 11 show. 11-7. and 11-7 is better than what I expect, given what the schedule is. <laughs> um, so... That I guess that is the way to spin it back on me in terms of wanting Mervis. I'm not even asking for Morel. Uh, not hell. I'm not even really asking for Velasquez unless you're gonna consistently or if, unless you're gonna try and give say Suzuki more days off. Uh, but Matt Mervis to me, especially after the home run I saw him hit tonight, I, he just uh, there's just nothing left for him to prove in my opinion. I just think he deserves that chance. I he just, like if the Cubs offense hits like it did tonight for the next couple days going into the and then go into the Padres series to me like you're 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 I think you're you can 
confidently say that, yeah, maybe they need an offensive boost. I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel. And again, Trey Mancini had a, a good night tonight. Two hits. Hosmer's walk led to them scoring. Whatever. But Ed, oh, I'm sorry. They just need a little bit more offensive production from all over the lineup. Because if you're just going to put Mancini or Hosmer at the very bottom with Barnhart, then you're just like, ugh. But Edward says his concern would be if if Swanson was hitting below the Mendoza line with no home runs. <clears throat> you know, one thing that also makes I said wisdom. Bellinger's another reason. Oh, yeah. Because right now, with Bellinger and Wisdom, you look, I, I could see a path to 30 home runs for those guys. Yeah. I, I could see them hitting 25, 30 home runs real easily. Wisdom for sure, but mm-hmm. the way Bellinger is swinging the bat, I could see him hitting 30 home runs this season. That was his fourth of the year tonight. Let's Let's say Saya comes in, contributes 20. Totally realistic, right? He has one, so yeah. Hap is going to offer you some power. And maybe Mervis. So the power still could potentially be there. And, and I think it's our, it, we're not even a month into the season. That's why I'm not worried that he doesn't have a home run because he's doing everything else. And if this is the way for him to get off to a good start, not hitting home runs but doing everything else, I'm all for it. Um, you know what else I'm for, Cody? ComEd Energy Efficiency Programs. Oh, oh. the ComEd Efficiency or ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, Luke. <laughs> let me let me tell you, it's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, it offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments. What are those? Well, they can help you start finding energy-saving opportunities like HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Ooh, interesting. How does it work? Uh, An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. These can be done in person or virtually, last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on Immediately, each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't sleep on it. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Comed.com slash powering biz? That's it. Schedule it today. And while you're at it, Pick up some shady rays. Ooh, Ooh, get some shady rays. Cody yeah. rides him in when he has the scooter on. Mm-hmm. I do. Nice sunny day. Ravi in the chat. He's talking about a chili dog sounding really good right now. I, I'd, I'd eat a chili dog with my shady rays on at beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Oh yeah, you know what I mean that's right. We when we did our picture of us being verified, we should have put on our shady rays. You should have. I left mine. Would have made car. us look even more verified. I leave them in the car so I don't forget them. <laughs> so we don't get them on set as much, but I get them in the car more often. Uh, Shady Rays, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures like fishing, golf, baseball, you name it. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break, 
your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after the purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing also much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners here at CHGO, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's right. Try it for yourself. Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's BOGO. Buy one, get one free, and they back their product. Love me some Shady Rays. I like Fernando's comment. <laughs> Just That's all I'm going to say. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Herrera, he uh, tweeted 15 minutes ago a quote from Michael Fulmer, and he said, the ball's just not spinning the way it should right now. I don't know what's going on, but I better figure it out pretty damn quick. Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, one thing that's true is while people will be frustrated, fans will be frustrated with a player mm-hmm. like Fulmer tonight yep. or on another night when he would have blown a game, nobody's harder than the, the athlete back in the – yeah. That that's part of being a fan. And I don't anybody can be mad about anything. I understand that. I've been frustrated when I'm watching a game of any sport. Mm-hmm. But nobody's taken harder than the athlete is in the clubhouse, in the locker room. And uh he's, I'm I'm not I said in the pregame, I'm not giving up on anybody on this team so far. I'm yeah. not. I'm not giving up on Fulmer just because he had a bad outing tonight and a bad outing before. Like there is something there. It's not it's not like he doesn't have talent. Yeah. Now he's got like you said, he's got to harness it. He's got to figure it out, but Yeah. And they may have to figure out closer. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. I I I've I feel like I've said my piece on the bullpen and, and roles and stuff. He he's he's been very just up and down. He's had <coughs> he's had outings where the game wasn't on the line and he was fine. Uh the game wasn't necessarily on the line tonight. It was a tie game, but, you know, and it was the ninth inning, so I guess it was on the line, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's one of those one of those issues He's that's here at the beginning of the year, and I guess the beauty of us all being mad is the Cubs are 11-7, and seven and they're fun right now, and we're excited about the team, and we want to win games, and people care about the team, and I I get everyone's frustration, and I'm, I'm with you because when I, like I said at the beginning of the show, Going into the fifth, sixth inning, fifth and sixth inning, I, I felt pretty confident that the Cubs could pull this one out, and their offense just was I, unable to do it. There were there were multiple places they lost this game. Maggie Rhythm earlier just said, uh, I think in in reference to Fulmer, can you go up a little bit, Joey? Uh, there it is. Nah, full stop, dude. Fulmer can't be brought out in the ninth anymore. I don't <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Like yeah. I want him to find it, but. I want him to find it in out of game bullpen work, yeah. or I want him to find it in sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, somewhere in in a blowout game where you can get him some work. Yes, 
would I hand him the ball in a safe situation tomorrow or if he were available mm-hmm. tomorrow or the next day? No, I would not. I would let somebody else try it. I don't know who's going to close the game out for the Cubs tomorrow. But I'm also – I don't know if the Cubs will even be in position for that opportunity tomorrow given how the bullpen is going to be tomorrow unless they call up someone and demote someone from – you know, a position player. So you're, I'm hoping Drew Smiley continues to do what he does. Does He's given us five to six innings the last few, his last two starts. Just been really good. And he was really good against the Dodgers on Sunday. So I hope he keeps, I hope he, I hope he, you know, just kind of takes the ball and, 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 uh, you know, Takes that opportunity. I mean, he's a vet, so like he yeah. he's been in these situations before, so I feel good about it. But yeah, let's be real. Like it, it's not like he has he's a swing and miss guy. He he relies on a lot of weak contact and that kind of thing. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough one tomorrow, especially going up against Urias again. So that's why I really wanted this one tonight, right? Um, but what can you do? It's just not gonna be an easy homestand. No, so it's not. tough to lose the first one. But remember. It was a great road trip. Ryan is almost ready to join us. Is that Ryan? Maybe Ryan talk Hurt? about game time real quick. You want me to do game time now? What do Oof. you think? Game time who? He's going to do it in a little bit. All right. He's going to break it up a little bit. It's fine. Mix, the, it, mix the, it up. You're not, I'm not the professional. That's Mix it up. Mix it up. Well, we, we could talk game time. I, I mean, I, however you want to do it. Do you want me to do it? No, we could talk. You, I'll tell you what. Here's the deal about game time. I said it was a perfect night for this tonight because you wanted to see how the weather was going to play out. When I looked at game time, the Game Time app, which is a great place to buy your last-minute tickets, mm-hmm. that's where you get your best deals. Um, you download their app, and tonight you could sit there and watch the prices just drop as people were worried that they were going to get rained out. But even this afternoon, you could, get, you could have picked up a ticket to this game tonight and sat in the upper deck, been covered for the hour rain delay, you could have sat there for four bucks with the game time app. In 70-degree weather. Four bucks. four bucks. And if you were smart, you left in about the eighth inning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. felt really good about things. And you would have got to see that insane baseball sky. That would have been worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. But there were there's a lot of different things that I've been thinking about buying tickets, and I know game time's the way to go. I don't like to just run out and buy stuff. I like to see how the prices are going to settle out. Mm-hmm. Game time's great because you can look at exactly where you're going to sit for the different tickets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have flash deals. You click on that deal. Uh, today I was looking. Uh, I knew that uh, Ryan and you would be interested in Taylor Swift, oh, June absolutely. 2nd at Soldier Field. Don't let Cassidy know Listen, that. you got to have 2200 bucks <laughs> for most of those tickets. There's one seat right now, front row, Taylor Swift, ten grand. i got to tell you, I'm going to have to wait until it drops down to at least two hundred dollars before i go on that one but pat mcgann this weekend if i had to buy a ticket this weekend mine would be comedian pat mcgann a chicago guy he is a white Sox fan but very funny opens for sebastian maniscalco he's great and he's at chicago theater this weekend and i saw he had some 65 dollar tickets right in the middle first balcony or you can be right on the floor with him he's he's great okay great so that'd be my that would be my pick for a game time ticket. Do you have one that you would be eyeing up or uh you know, I'm going to Cubs Dodgers this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I did tweet out to my season ticket holder friends if they could hook me up and I, I have not heard from anyone, so I might just go on game time. Uh which is like you said, four dollars tonight, depending on the weather is gonna be high forties this weekend. I see these tickets not being too shabby. 
No, it's the fastest growing uh, ticketing app in the country. Certainly for a reason. Snag those tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem with the code CHGO for $20 off. Download the Game Time app, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Ryan Herrera uses it. I know he used it in football season. He doesn't have to use it for baseball. He just flashes the press pass and his, you know, mm-hmm. smile, and that gets him into the ballpark. But Ryan, what were they saying yeah, after this much. one? This was a this was a tough loss because they could have won. Yeah, um, you know, not, nothing much. It was you know a good game overall, obviously until the ninth inning, um, especially the Cubs bullpen like. With Jamison Tyone going down, going down to IL pregame, uh, I think a, a mod, mild to moderate left groin strain. Um, with him going down, you know, that's kind of the uh, emergency call up for Assad, and, and he goes uh, three innings or two. Was it two innings? Three innings. Um, and But the rest of the bullpen, for the most part, picked him up. And, you know, Fulmer said that mechanically he feels good. The ball's just not spinning how he wants it to. And uh, his quote was, I got to figure it out pretty damn quick. Because, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was the game right there, obviously, the the two base hits. And um, they, those weren't really cheapies. I know one was a little bit more of a blooper, one was a liner. Um, and then, you know, the, the walk to Hayward, which I, I thought Hayward was going to, like, hit a home run. And I'm not going to be honest. Like, I thought that's, that was coming. Uh, the Jason Hayward revenge game. Um, yeah, so – yeah, the walk to Jason Hayward was bad, and then obviously the grand slam. It was just, um, you know, Fulmer's had a couple of those games lately where, you know, the Mariners game gave up that game-tying home run in the ninth. Uh, the last time, uh, the, the, the Dodgers game uh, last Saturday, the, the the walk-off single, can't remember who hit it, but um, he's had a couple of those ninth innings now where he now he he knows he's got to figure it out. Um, everyone else is, is saying that. <laughs> um so that's that's on him, obviously, to figure it out. But um, yeah, that, that's all it was. Well, it was too. He knows a well fought game up until the ninth, and then uh, the grand slam. That was it. That was the game right there. That reminds me, Fulmer's six out save was actually against the Rangers, not the Mariners. Thank you, Ryan. That's right. And I remember saying that after that game, like I I didn't know he could do six outs. Yeah, that was his best. That was his best outing of the year. And so it's it just hasn't been all very, been bad. It's been rocky. Since then, yeah, we uh, we read your quote that you from him that you tweeted out. Uh, what was your, I guess, just from you being there? What I mean, what's your view on what the Cubs should do now with their bullpen going into tomorrow? Because obviously it's kind of taxed, and you got Leiter and Thompson basically being the only fresh ones. How do you see this bullpen uh, being used tomorrow? Because, Ryan, we were also surprised that Alzali went just the one inning. I know that he got too. hit pretty hard, but that led to the trickle down of really using a lot of guys. No? Like, it couldn't, if you used uh, Alzali I'm for not, three innings. I'm not surprised innings. in that situation. I'm not surprised in that situation because you had, was it four or five out of the next six batters were lefties? Yeah. Um, and, we, you know, we know may, maybe there's, there's an argument to be made that Adbert has to be given those opportunities to show that he can get lefties out. But uh, in a close game like that, um, we are trying to win. Brandon Hughes is probably the better option to face all those lefties. And obviously he did a really good job. So it was the right call. Uh, so no, I'm not surprised that Adbert didn't get more than that inning. 
Um, maybe there's the argument that had you put someone else in there, you could have had Adbert go after Hughes. Maybe there's an argument to be made there. Um, yeah, it's going to have to be, uh, like you mentioned, uh, a key and Mark Leiter. Um, you know, they, they use a lot of bullpen guys, like a guy like um, Julian Merriweather, I think, is now pitched back to back. So I know people don't, he, he's pitching a lot in low leverage situations, but he's probably down um, after pitching two in a row. Um, it's going to have to be guys stepping up, right? Like if Keegan can't go out there and cover an entire bullpen's worth of game uh, of innings, then guys that pitch today may have to to step up and, and guys are, you know, have to be able to do that if they're going to succeed at this level, right? Like not ever, not everyone's going to have that perfect situation where they're in for an inning, they get the next day off and they can come, they can come back, right? Like part of being a big leaguer is having to pitch in, um, you know, circumstances you don't necessarily want to pitch in. Um, so there's going to, yeah, there's going to be guys that have to maybe, maybe Adbert gets to pitch again tomorrow again, because he only went the, the one inning. So, um, yeah, it's going to have to be a bull. I'm not saying it's going to have to be a bullpen game because it very well could be, you know, Smiley gives you a really good start and you don't really have to rely on the bullpen too much. Um, but as far as there may have to be some guys that, you know, just have to step up in a, in a little bit of a sticky situation, I guess. Well, that's what we were saying, that the flip side is that Alzali and Keegan could pitch tomorrow, and you have Smiley, so you have you have three. Now, beyond that, we'll see what happens. I, I also wonder how they'll handle the, the start for Tyone next time around. Like, will they call somebody else up different? Will they go a piggyback thing? Will they have Assad do it? Well, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what I threw out. Maybe the idea did they have any, of Killian just because Samson is on the IL. No. What did they, uh, they, they mention it's, anything it's, about the next one, or is that too far ahead? No, that's too far ahead. I mean, if I'm saying it right now, I don't, I don't see them optioning Assad back down and bringing Killian up. I think that's, you know, Killian is. Uh, he's had a couple. I think he's had a couple good starts lately, but he also had a couple um, ones that, you know, I think Assad is gonna stick up here he's probably just going to be in that rotation and you know the, the the part that sucks for him about that is that he went down and didn't get to stretch out enough right he got the one start uh i think it was like two and a two and two thirds or something like that um you know didn't didn't get a chance to stretch out when they when they optioned him back down um and then he has to come right back up and start again um i i, I if i'm saying it right now it's Assad, but you know, that's, it, it does feel too far, too far in advance. And we still got four more games in between then. So um, I'd say give it, give it a few days until that, until that decision even has to be made. But I, if I'm saying right now, it's probably a sot. Related to just that situation with Tyone, when did the Cubs know that he had an issue? Was it, they learned this in Oakland? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So last couple of days, I guess. It may have been yesterday. I don't remember exactly what. Ross, I don't know if he, I don't know if he specified what day it was, but he said it was well, you know, playing catch in Oakland is when um, some kind of creeped up. I would agree with uh, Maggie Rhythm in the chat. I, I don't think Assad was bad tonight either. I yeah, just know up. he's not stretched out to go like yeah. six innings. His first inning was great, and you could tell that he basically threw it, used <laughs> it all up in the first inning because uh, he was one, two, three, and he looked like WBC Assad. Uh, the ass man, as we like to call him. But, <laughs> yeah, then the second and the third inning, you know, he got in some trouble. He walked a few guys, whatever. But 
considering the circumstances, I can't complain about him tonight. He he's not the reason they lost. No. So. Uh, all right, let's get to who we got. What do you guys say? Uh, we had yeah. Well, well, Cody had the difficult decision of he he went with the high roll, right? He went with the I'm all in because he's been feeling some of his hit parlays. He went two points on Al's life, figuring that he would pitch at least a, a few innings. Yeah, well, you thought we we knew Assad wasn't going to be able to go even if he was perfect, he wasn't going to be able to go six innings. That, that was almost a given. So you assumed Thompson wasn't going to be ready to go, so Alzali would get a big chunk and he could be the hero of the game. Mm-hmm. Cody put two down on it, which the new rule this year is you can you can call for a two-pointer, but if you take the two-pointer and your guy doesn't win, you take two losses. <laughs> if you win, you get two wins. So it's a little bit of a risk, and you're the first one to try it. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I have nothing to I say. I guess you don't feel good about that decision. Other than- the only, yeah, the, only thing I have to, the only thing I have to say is that this is dumb. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for this bit to be done. We started this bit last year just because we knew the team was going to be bad, and so we had, to, we had yeah. to use time. And now we literally treat this like it's our life. So well, it is to some degree. I'm at least tied for the lead still, so I'm enjoying it. I will I'm continue to play it, but I just want everyone to know that I think this is dumb. Thank you. <laughs> He's going to be betting, too, tomorrow <laughs> as well. Uh, I Wisdom wasn't the guy tonight, although he did hit the ball hard a couple times and deserved better results than what he got. Nico uh, had had a run, or an RBI, rather. Uh, Bellinger, my guy, there, had yeah. the be- my guy Bellinger had the belly bomb and was plunked twice. Yep. So, technically... Three times. Three times on base. I would, I would say it's Bellinger. I think I got this one. Yeah. Yeah, no argument. Yeah, it's for one me. of those where like, it's one of those where it's, it's like, oh man, like, you know, Bellinger won, but like, does it feel like a win? You know, it's no, well, it's it's a like, disappointing game, I like, and I, I agree. It's a, it's a, he he's he's he definitely the winner, run. but he it's not like run. an epic an epic win. No, no, yeah. it's not we'll a mic drop. We'll forget about this. We all have an argument. Yeah, we'll forget we about this one in like four days. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So Ryan six and ten. I'm six and ten. Corey four and twelve. Cody oh. three and thirteen. But oh, I, I I'm sorry. That's one and three 13. and fourteen, <laughs> or whatever. I, that Didn't must I be lo- changed. Oh yeah, I keep my win. You gotta lose too. You keep the yeah, win. You only add the double okay. losses. My bad. Then what That's I said right. in Slack. Nathan agrees with stuff. me. That's a perfect way to end this show. Yeah. Uh, Ryan back at it at the ballpark tomorrow. We'll be here uh, for the post game show after the Cubs and Dodgers. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. Presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We'll see you back here on Friday. Fly the W.